Welcome to The Bracket, a podcast where we discuss our 64 favorite movies. We have them battle it out to see which one will reign supreme. No, do it again, do it again, do it again. We banter. I was mid-swallowing. Yeah, you were. We battle Star Galactica. And on today's show, we discuss prestige versus inception. And afterwards, we discuss this week in Bracket News and talk it out. Enjoy. So what were you trying to swallow again? Just drinking water. That you work, we're... <laughs> And then all you hear is me saying, do it again, do it again. Start <laughs> over. <laughs> God damn it. In the blue corner, we have a movie released in 2006 by director Christopher Nolan, starring Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, Scarlett Johansson, David Bowie, Michael Caine, Rebecca Hall, Piper Parabout, and Andy Serkis, weighing in at two hours and ten minutes, The Prestige. In the red corner, this movie released in 2010 from Christopher Nolan, Starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hardy, Ellen Page, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Cillian Murphy, Marion Cotillard, Ken Watanabe, and Michael Caine. This movie won the Academy Award for Best Cinematography, Best Visual Effects, Best Sound Mixing, and Sound Editing. Weighing in at 2 hours, 28 minutes, Inception. Welcome to The Bracket. Episode 15. <laughs> Episode 15. Can you believe it? Almost halfway through round one. There was some that doubted us. They said we wouldn't make it this far. And we overcame. Mostly it was just ourselves. Uh, yeah, it was mostly us. But who's counting, right? <laughs> I wasn't doubting us at all. One, two, three. <laughs> I'm, even if no one listens, we still get to watch 64 of our favorite movies and talk about them for at least a half hour apiece. I mean, yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah. It might I, get a little shady in the later rounds, but I think we're going to add some twists and turns to make it more interesting. Yeah, I think this is what, you know, bro try to do, just to have a moment. Well, let's have a moment. It's a bro-cast. It's a bro-cast. Yeah. It sounds super straight when you say it like that. <laughs> Alright, so, after hearing the announcement of Prestige versus Inception in the Nolan bracket, what were your initial thoughts? What was the first thing that came to your mind? I was like, this might be the best episode we ever do. Wow. Best episode because the, the movies are just so good? Yes. Okay. Producer, uh, what, what gave you? What got you the choice of the Nolan bracket for episode fifteen? Well, I've never seen the Prestige, so I wasn't didn't really know. Really? Yeah, it was my first time watching it. So, should we get your I, initial thoughts? We should get your initial thoughts. I'll give my thoughts. Cool. Yeah. How, oh, do you, you want them now? Have you seen initial Inception? thoughts? <laughs> have you seen Inception before? I have seen Inception before. I've okay. seen him about this time. It was like the third time I think I've seen it. Oh wow! All right, so yeah. you've seen it a few oh, actually, times. Yeah, I think I've seen it like three or four times only. So dang! All right, I'm a, I'm a nerd then. I think I've seen Prestige probably ten times, and I saw Inception probably over twenty times. Wow! I've, I'm really into these movies. I didn't know. I didn't know you you seen the Prestige. Oh yeah, I love the Prestige. Wow! Yeah, it wasn't in my on my thirty like on my side. I didn't nominate it to be a, a bracket contender, mm-hmm. but as I was watching it. I said to myself, like, dude, I was really sleeping on The Prestige. Mm-hmm. Like, in my head, The Prestige is always kind of like a simple story that yeah. that has some twists and some turns you don't expect, but overall, like, I just never was thrilled by it the first few times mm-hmm. I watched it, and then it slowly started to build. I was like, there's something about this movie that's that's special. That's different, yeah. Yeah, it's very different. So, I was excited to watch it again. Yeah, no. So, producer, initial thoughts? Uh, Prestige? Uh... Honestly, didn't know what I was gonna kind of go into. I thought they were actually gonna do real magic the whole time. 
mm-hmm. but then I figured out it's, it's a Christopher Nolan movie and he likes to do everything realistic um, but I, I felt like when I was watching it the whole time I kept thinking that there was going to be some sort of supernatural or like just magical thing that would right. actually happen that was not actually realistic um, but I was telling Rich that I kind of figured like alright I'm Rich and I'm Francisco and welcome to the bracket. Sorry, continue. <laughs> We're really good at introductions. So much so that we forgot our own names. But um, I was, I kind of figured out what was going to happen. Really? Yeah. You called it? I didn't ca- I didn't call the, the twin brother thing. But I, I was suspecting, uh, I forgot the other character's name. But the guy who was in charge of uh, Christer, um, Christian Bale's character. Michael Caine, the old man? No, not the old guy. The, Hugh Jackman. His, his, no. his, um, his, side- his twin. Yeah, oh, his, oh, his twin oh. brother. Lee Schreiber. Yeah. Well, that's the actor I think they got to play that, unless they really did just use makeup. Wait, they, no, it's, they used him twice. Lee Schreiber? No. The other actor? Christian Bale. His twin. Christian Bale actually has a twin? Oh, my God. In the character. I, I, God I, damn it. Are you kidding right now? Or? <laughs> no. I thought you guys were asking for the actor's name. Yeah, the actor's name Fa- is Christian the, the, Bale. The character's name was Fallon. Oh, I, I was. I, I thought he was asking for actor name. He was asking for character name. Yeah. That's my bad, y'all. But his name is Christian Bale. <laughs> I know, but he has a twin that plays in the exact same scenes as him. Uh-huh. So I thought they cast Liev Schreiber to play his twin in those scenes because they look kind of alike. Oh. If you look up Liev Schreiber, you're gonna laugh in my face saying that they don't look anything alike. They but don't it's fine. Look anything alike. What's his name? Liev Schreiber. Schreiber. L e i b. He's the guy that played uh, Sabretooth in uh, Yeah Origins. Weird, another Hugh Jackman one. Yeah. I can see the connection. I, I, I couldn't find it on my phone, but well, I know what you're talking about. He plays, like, with the Monchops, basically, like, the yeah. big old face mustache. Yeah, and kind of has that and, face, yeah. I can see it. In the Wolverine movie, he does that, too. Yeah. Point is... <laughs> what was during, the point? During the movie was that I, I noticed that Fallon wasn't talking as much as Michael Keaton. Uh-huh. Or getting involved as much I'm as sorry, Michael Keaton? Keaton? The other guy who played Batman? Like, fuck. M- Michael Caine. <laughs> Hey guy, you mean Christian Bale? God damn it! <laughs> it was a great episode, but yeah, I noticed that he wasn't saying, so I knew something was up. Which I thought what was gonna happen was that I assumed they were gonna kill uh, Christian Bale's character, and then the big magic trick was that he was the the dude Fallon the whole time. But that's what I thought the ending was gonna be. I didn't think anything about a torn brother. Yeah. Well, so, you know what's cool, though, is, is I've seen it so many times, I noticed something this time that I'd never noticed before, and that's bo- both the brothers had very different personalities. There was mm-hmm. One of the Christian Bales, one of the brothers was very aggressive and very, like, uh, goal-oriented and motivated, mm-hmm. and the other one was very much in love with, like, the family and, and, and playing it safe, mm. which is very interesting because then when it has the question of, um, what knot did you tie? Hugh Jackman keeps asking, what knot did you tie? He honestly doesn't know because it wasn't him there. Because he wasn't. Well, no. not only that, and piggy- piggybacking on that, um, that those couple scenes where he's with with the girl that he marries, I'm talking about Christian Bell's character, and, and she says there's sometimes when you, you, you right. say Rebecca you love Hall. me, right. and, and sometimes you don't, which means that it's very some, sweet. They, they do change yeah. personalities even with their, with their wife, which yeah. is kind of weird. Well, it was only really weird until there was the scene towards the end of the movie, and we're jumping super far ahead, but when Christian Bale knows that she's starting to catch on, and he goes to Fallon and says, you need to help me fix this with Sarah. Like, mm-hmm. he says to Fallon, which made really no sense, because you're like, his, like, partner... 
Like, mm-hmm. why is he asking him to help him with the girlfriend, mm-hmm. with the wife? So that was, like, when I'm watching it more and more, I was like, that seems almost a dead giveaway at that point. Uh, yeah, and um, the other one, uh, when when she tells him that uh, he's pregnant, and he's like, oh, well, we, we should have told Fallon. Fallon. Yeah. He would have been really happy about that. <laughs> he would have been so much more pumped than me. Yeah, trust exactly, because that's, that's his girl. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about uh, Andy Serkis and David Bowie's characters as the... Uh, was that David Bowie? David Bowie's playing Nikola Tesla. I couldn't feel, I like, I kept looking at the guy, and I was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, he's I, the one who plays, like, the, the slick hair bag, shit, like, super short hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought he was decent. I loved Andy Serkis, because I think this is the first movie you see him not side uh, Gollum. I think this is his first, like, acting performance after Lord of the Rings. Really? Yeah, so, um, like, when you see him in the movie, it's kind of yeah. like a surprise, because you're like, that guy's face is familiar, too. Because yeah. you've seen him as Gollum for three movies. Yeah. I guess you haven't. Yeah. Non-Lord of the Rings Oh, yes, suck. Um, I liked him. He's pretty good. I don't know. I didn't think they really stood out like everybody else. Oh, really? Yeah. I did. Dude, how... Like, I'm just... I'm confused by how hot Scarlett Johansson is in this movie. Like, she's just overwhelmingly charming. So, like, everything she says, you're like, I guess so whatever like, you want, sweetie. So, like, every other movie. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> Moving yeah. on. Cat, rest of the cast, Hugh Jackman was fucking awesome in this. Yeah. Hugh Jackman was super good. I think that's a complaint I have, and, and just hear me out. He's too good. No, that he's this good, and for me, I just see him as a Wolverine most of the time. Like I see him as the Wolverine for right, almost why, all this shit. That's why Jose likes the Greatest Showman so much. I fucking hate the Greatest Showman. <laughs> the Greatest Showman. Yeah, it's like the musical one. It's like something he would, he would have been excited about, and Hugh Jackman starring in it, so he was super excited about it. I was. He just hated the story. I went to that movie. Fair, I went to that movie by myself it's at like ten o'clock at night. And like I wanted to walk out after like five minutes. Point is, Hugh Jackman's super talented. Stop hating. That's how I fell in the Last Jedi. I'm being dead serious. All right, let's let's wait till nothing but nonsense to get into that. It's gonna break my heart to break. To I don't think I want to talk about it. I just he said he wanted to walk in the first ten minutes of the movie, and that's the only other movie where I've done this. I don't want to, you know, get him a fist fire or anything. <laughs> Who's it's just, um, it's just we're about to. Yeah, it, they, we're gonna stream it on YouTube. It's, it's very funny to me the way that the, the Jurassic World movies get zero hate from original fans of Jurassic Park. When, if you ask anybody, you know, people who did the podcast with us, including Wait. Jurassic Park's one of their top five favorite movies, but then Jurassic World and Jurassic World 2 come out and everybody's just kind of over it. They're like, yeah, it's just another dinosaur movie. I would, I would get Jedi into that. Out, I would get into that. Uh, let's talk that, about that, it. No, 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 let's talk about it later. Just hear me out. I would get into this conversation. But then, if we ever have in the bracket Jurassic Park versus Star Wars, it's going to ruin that episode. So, I don't want to comment on it too much. You know? So. That would be a good narrative, though. I just thought about that right now. Yeah, it's, it's, a, good argument it's a great argument to have. But we're not going to have it right now because we are going to have it in a future episode. So. Keep them waiting, I guess. Um, moving on. <laughs> How do you like Michael? Uh, not Michael, I'm sorry. Christian Bale in this movie. Playing Bolton. Christian Bell? Yeah. Bolton or playing him? Alfred. Or, or playing His name Bolton. is Alfred Bolton oh. in the movie. Alfred. Everybody kept calling him. Right. His name. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. Too many too many same characters from different movies that if you say Alfred, I'm sorry, thinking of Batman. Yeah. And since um, it doesn't help Michael Caine... Nolan uses all the same actors in yeah, all his movies. Um, it really doesn't. <laughs> it, it makes for I great need, movies. I need you to be Alfred. <laughs> It makes for great movies, it's just you can't remember every everybody's name. If you could give the the cast a grade out of from A to F, 
what would your cast grade be for the prestige overall? I would give it a nine. Out of A to F, got it. Oh, wait, 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 say that again? <laughs> <laughs> I said A to F, so A being the best score possible. You're like, nine. <laughs> Since when we're doing letters from numbers, I don't really listen to you, okay? That's fair. I, That's super fair. So A to F. A minus. A minus, okay. For the biggest flaw of the movie, what do you got? Biggest flaw of the prestige. It's just one scene that I, I, I can't, every time I watch it, it really makes me cringe. And it's when, um, I cannot remember. Yes, cut the butler? No, no, that's totally fine. I don't care about that. Wow. Um, when Allie, the butler from Mr. Tesla, when when he takes him up to to um, that top of the hill, and there's right. just a bunch of, of big light bulbs, and they walk right through them, and he doesn't know they're there because he's obviously amazed for when they turn on. How did he not kick and broke a couple of them? And he just ended up in the middle of every field of light bulbs without hitting one single They're one. They're probably on a trail. You don't walk out in the middle of a field without having a trail. And you don't walk in the middle of a field not knowing where your feet are. You're right, because there's a trail. I don't know. I just, it really bothered me. And, I, and Because then they walk away from a different... From, you know, he leaves them alone and he walks them the other way and he still doesn't hit anything. This it's is still like the biggest off. nitpick flaw of all time. It, it, that's how good the movie is. Um, even, even so, like you, when you're walking and you're looking down... And you see a big thing that could be a light bulb. It probably also looks like a rock, so you're not gonna run up and kick it. That's a shiny rock, and there was you said 50 you can't see. So how was it shining off of the moon? You said it wasn't. There was no light. But the moon puts light. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, this flaw is dog shit. <laughs> That's Moving the only on. thing I come up with. <laughs> All right, I don't really have a biggest flaw other than the movie's kind of long. It feels like it could be cut short in a few parts. Um, the story's the best part about the movie. So you feel like every part's necessary, but there's just a few parts when you've seen it a few times, like, all right, we don't need to see this part. I don't know. Nothing I can pick out individually off the top of my head, but it's just, it feels like a long movie, if if that's a rating. No, no, it, it, it totally makes sense. It is it is almost, what, two and a half hours? Two ten. Is it? Well, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a long movie. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like that it was long. I like seeing them, like... Keep fucking each other's acts. Is one of us going to say it or no? I wanted to so bad. <laughs> it was good. Like, at the beginning of the movie, the first half, I'd say when it was mostly the rivalry between Hugh Jackman and, and Christian Bale, not knowing, like, Bolton or or Angier, like, who was going to win that struggle, mm-hmm. it was fun because it turned into, like, sport for them, where they're like, how am I going to fuck him over? So that was really fun. Yeah. Um, I'd say, like, at a certain point, though, when, I think it was, like, basically when he goes up to the mountains... It feels like it gets stale for a while as they basically read each other's diaries and figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Everything was necessary. It just felt awesome. That that too. I think um, that diary part, now that you bring it up, it took for me to watch it probably the third time. Or how important the second it was? Time. Yeah, how, yeah, how much information there really was. Especially because I saw this movie very young. I saw this movie yeah. probably when I was... Oh, six. When this came out. I, I probably saw it I was maybe oh nine. I didn't see it when it yeah. came out, but I because I, I, it was already in DVD, mm-hmm. um, and I, I I loved the movie because of the twist. But I, I there was so much in those diaries you and in their really life that yeah. you know it, it really strikes. But one thing about it is like at least it, the story is told. It's it's there's no amb- ambiguity to it. You know exactly how everything happens. Mm-hmm. That you don't it doesn't leave you in mystery. It just leaves you wanting to watch it again because you yeah. want to catch the twist and you and you want to yeah see everything else that you missed. Yeah, um, soundtrack. I did notice it, but it's, I mean, it's, 
it's just it's, okay. It, it sounds like all the Nolan movies. That's not an insult, though. I'll give you that. It's not. I mean, but... What was your, um, if you had to rate it from A to C, or A to F, how do you feel? About the soundtrack? Yeah. Maybe B minus. Okay. Uh, for me, it's B plus. Don't love it, but it's a good one. Producer? I wasn't paying attention. Oh, boy. To the music. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we good to move on to Inception? Do you want to give a rating now? Sure. Or, we can prestige? Wait, yeah. can I ask one thing? Yeah. Who do you think was in the right? Who do you think was in the right? Hugh Jackman's character or Christian That's Bale's That's a great character? question. Well, what's one thing about good about this movie is that they make you think that Christian Bale's the bad guy the whole time, and mm-hmm. then at the end you find out that Hugh Jackman's the bad guy. So I would go with Christian Bale. Is the good guy. But... Well, there's two Christian Bales. Well, I was going to say, now that you brought up the whole, like, the brother accidentally did the the wrong knock because it wasn't the same person, mm-hmm. that, okay, that makes sense. But even so, he was just trying to do the best for the act. He didn't want a fake-looking show. So, whichever brother did it doesn't really matter. It wasn't like he did it viciously to kill a girl. He did it because he wanted the show to be better. Mm-hmm. But there was higher stakes once you do something like that. So? He's all about the stakes. He already is living a double life. Stakes are nothing, man. I guess you're right. Rating? Producer? Are we doing numbers or letters? Good point. Numbers. Okay. I would give it a 8.5. Francisco? I'm, I'm thinking. Um, what about your uh, your cast grade? I would give it a 9.2. 9.2 from Francisco for the score of the movie. Wow. Uh, Josie? He's not here right now. Got it. Producer? I, 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 he got invited to the show. Maybe one day he'll he'll come back. I don't get. I don't if know you were to give the cast a grade at A plus scoring system, I really fucked this one up by using numbers and letters in the same time. Yeah, like dude, you're, you're, you're throwing me off big time. <laughs> I, I I just don't want to complain. <laughs> I heard you changed the intro. You're changing too much. Changing too much we're shit around. the Pythagorean theorem as well. Yeah. Um, what is x equal? Y. I don't see squared. B, bro. And wait. <laughs> Alright, uh, I would say overall, a B, I gave it an A+. Plus. B+. Plus. Francisco gave it a A-, minus. you gave it a B+. Plus. And then for score, you said you didn't notice it, so that's like a D-. Minus. Sure. Ouch. Okay, moving on to the Inception. Released in 2010, Christopher Nolan. Um, did you remember your first time watching this movie? Inception? Inception. Yes. I do remember. I owned it uh, bootleg. Hey-o, illegal. It, it was the worst quality ever. And you still watch it? I still watched it. Ouch. I mean, it was... The beginning really throws you off. There, You really want to keep watching more. Just because of that old guy. And especially because I recognize him from... Um, I want to say it was The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. Yeah, I can't let Navi. And um, I really want to know what the story was about. Right. So, yeah, I, I sat down and watched all those huge pixels move around. And, you know, I tried to make what looked Makes like Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's face. Right. But, yeah, I sat through the whole movie, and it was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, for real. Producer, do you remember the first time you watched Inception? It was... I didn't go see in theaters, but I remember seeing it at home. only reason why I wanted to watch it was because I was just off that... Um, the Dark Knight High. Yes. So I was mm-hmm. like, when I saw the trailer and it said, directed by the the same person that 
directed Dark Knight, I was like, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, see you there. I don't even care. So I was like, take my money. Was it was the meme with the Futurama guy? Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. uh, I watched it at home uh, when it came out on DVD, and it really blew my mind. I'll say that. You know when you put a movie in at eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock at night, and you think to yourself, I'm gonna start this and fall asleep halfway through. Go-to movies for that, Transformers, Talladega Nights, The Hangover, Zombieland. Movies you can throw on that I are dumb comedies. I don't know if I would be able to sleep through The Hangover. All right. I would probably still still laugh through the whole movie. Yeah, it's pretty At funny. least the first one. Yeah, it's pretty funny. My point being... But I get your point. When you turn on Inception at 11 o'clock at night thinking, oh, I'll just fall asleep and catch it the next day. I, I stayed up till 2 o'clock in the morning. Which surprises me for someone that's seen the movie that many times. Because for me, I was watching, and I'm like, okay, like some of these twists and turns, I already know them. I'll still watch the movie, but sometimes it did feel a little, like, you know, mm-hmm. drag. But I don't know. To watch it from 11 to, I don't know. Dedication. Just, it is. That movie's awesome. No, it's great. It's. I did the exact same thing the first time I watched it. I I was I was like, I have to be at work early in the morning. I'm gonna go to go to sleep. But I heard this movie's really good. It's Christopher Nolan. Let's do it. And this is before I even knew who Christopher Nolan was. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, cool. Same thing as producer. Oh, it says it was directed by The Dark Knight. See you there. Cool. So I put it in there and stayed up till 2 o'clock in the morning the first time watching it. Wow. Movie has you on the edge of your seat the entire time, if only for curiosity of how they're going to pull it off. Because mm-hmm. it's like a great heist movie where you don't even understand what's happening, but you just know it's going to end awesome. Kind of like the first time you watched The Italian Job where you're like, I don't know what's going on, That's man, funny. but this is cool. Uh-huh. I was thinking, I wasn't thinking of the Italian job, but I was thinking of some of those uh, Mission Impossible movies. Right, same deal. But something that I wanted to mention now is the first, the first scenes when you're seeing, um, when you're seeing them getting to the, what's his, that character, the, the bald guy? Oh, Ken Watanabe. Yeah, one. His name in the movie like, is Saito. So, if they would have, <laughs> <laughs> so if they would have gone and, um, showed you what, um, that heist was to get to Saito, I feel like that would have been really interesting. Like, I, re- I want to know what happened of how they, they found him. Right. Or how, you know. Because right. they obviously made a whole nother heist just to, like, get in contact with him. Right. And I feel like that on its own could have been a, a, a other movie that could have been made. You know what I'm saying? True. Just, that movie would have been eight hours long. Yeah. But, I mean, I would have watched it. Yeah, for sure. Right? Well, it's like when there's, like, a good TV show. Like, you'll watch 10 hours in a row just mm-hmm. because you're like, this is awesome. Yeah. But when it's a movie, it's like you see three hours on the tag, and you're like, I don't know if I got all day for this. <laughs> so, I don't think they could have added it for the sake of that. But That's a good point. That's a good, I've never thought about it like that. Like, I'll watch days of just nonsense TV shows. But right. if it's a four-hour movie, I'm like, I don't know about this. I, I need to get my bed yeah. ready. Like, I need to be prepared for this. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Like, I'll watch The Office or Parks and Rec legit for four hours yeah. straight and be like I could have watched this section whole twice right <laughs> so hilarious. getting into the cast Leonardo DiCaprio coming off of I believe Blood Diamond was right before this so I think I was just starting to buy into Leo as like a real actor again mm-hmm. I mean I didn't understand the hate really because the only thing I saw him in as a kid is like Titanic yeah. and I was like that movie's fine like why is everybody mad yeah but I guess it's because like the Romeo and Juliet movies and, and the other movies he does that are more rom-com-y Kind of the same thing that happened to like Zac Efron, where people are like, we don't mm-hmm. want to see the rom-com guy. But this movie comes out right after Blood Diamond, which I loved. And then he starts in Inception, you know, starring the guy who's directed by directed The Dark Knight. I was all excited. Right. 
he was cool in the movie, but I think what stole the show is Tom Hardy's character in Eames. I, you've always said this, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I'm not a, as huge of a fan of his role in, in the movie as much as you are. I like the movie in, in, um, in what it is, but he doesn't really outstand more than other people. He did have a really funny quote, and I, and I will say it, and it's when, um, when they're trying to like kill all the the, the protectors, and, he and he's like, bigger guy. yeah, and he, and he says that quote like, "You should be able to dream bigger, mate," or something like that. He's, and I thought that was hilarious, but like, don't and, be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. Yeah. So I and I thought that was hilarious, but I, he doesn't really stand out in in my in my in my view as well, the stealer of the show. All right. How about just the memorable notice? Because like I remember saying to myself watching this movie, "Why is Tom Hardy not playing James Bond?" He would play a perfect James Bond in real in in the newest movies. You're not wrong. I think that's all it is. Is like you see him for the first time, or if the first time for me seeing Tom Hardy as an actor, and I was completely shocked and wanted to see more. Leo still pulls a really good role in the movie, mm-hmm. but it was just that was like the first takeaway. Now, as you say that, I kind of take back a little bit. Leo kills it in this movie. Continue. Yeah. If he if Leo's character Cobb's character isn't believable, that movie's a shit show. I agree. Yeah, he needs to be able to pull it off. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Joseph Gordon-Levitt? He played Arthur, the uh, his like only friend in the movie. He had to shoot him in the first scene. Oh, basically Robin from 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 yes. Dark Knight Rises. Yes. Or Five Hundred Days of Summer. Which I I really enjoyed. Isn't in the bracket, but should be. I really enjoyed his um, a couple of his scenes, but really the one where he had to get everybody to the elevator. And he showed, I don't know if it's a double or if it's him, but just some of those moves just really felt like, you know, yeah. like the type of passion brought into the scene. I don't, I don't know how they're done, but they were well made. Well, it was and it really got me in the same thing my seat. Is our first thing is where we're like, I don't know what's going on here, but this is awesome. Yeah. Like that was his scene right there. Um, you know, he's also the kid who played uh, in the movie Angels in the Outfield in like the 97. You never watched Angels in the Outfield? Producer, did you see that movie? Yes, I did. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like, yeah. I guess first movie, I would guess. Yeah, that's the, the one where he shaves his head. No, bro, it's about baseball. That's fifty-fifty. No. Moving on. What about? Um, I live under a rock. So. Ellen Page, Marion, Marion, Marion Cotillard, uh, Fisher, or Cillian Murphy, Michael Caine. Anybody else stand out for you? I thought Ellen Page was good. If another character, if you don't buy into her character, the first time you watch the movie, as like she's being the viewer in the movie, she's basically the one who's asking all the questions that we have no idea mm-hmm. what's going on. I think if her character is not fun, that that could be difficult as well. So I think she did a good job. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I liked her. I didn't really feel like her her character was this huge breakthrough, but I well, liked it. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird, but it's, it's a good thing they didn't cast like a bombshell to play that character. To ask the question. Oh, yeah, no, it would have been bad. Yeah. <clears throat> you needed to have some, like, and not to sound very, like, but someone more, more, that looks more into their studies yeah. more than their, their looks. I, I think I, I made yeah. it sound very, you yeah. know. Yeah, it makes sense. It's doing the opposite of what Transformers does, where there's, like. Where they just get the girl just for the looks. And but just on, to, on top of that, they have crazy jobs, on, like, where they're, like, geniuses in the newest one. Mm-hmm. It was, like, this woman's, like, a, a history buff. 
knows everything about the world and she's a complete dime. And you're like, well, yeah, maybe, but and like at least likely. like like this girl's like, yeah, she's cute, but like she's believable to be out there trying to get you know yeah. this engineering an job or yeah, architecture job. Yeah. Thank you. Um, which I really enjoyed. You, that's a good point. Sometimes, sometimes having a two beautiful women in a, in a movie it just doesn't cut it. Speaking of other beautiful women, Marion Cotillard, the French bombshell. How do you think she did as Maul, basically playing a dead chick the whole movie? Which I didn't ever think about until this last time watching it. You never actually see her alive except for like one scene. Literally when she's like jumping off the house. It's the only time you see her character alive. I know, and the whole time I was looking like. Like at her movie, I, I all I could think of was um was How I Met Your Mother, the TV show. Really? And that um that 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 one. I'm gonna pull this off. That that one um that one episode when they say something about like girls having the crazy eyes, because this girl has the crazy eyes. Kind of hot, right? It, yes, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no. Um, and that's all I can think about. I was like, this girl has the crazy eyes, and I know why she got casted in this role because. She I can think play, she's she perfect. Can play the psycho X, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. She, I actually, I think I, I like her her character more than um, I can't remember her name. Ellen Page. Ellen Page. She well, Ellen, Ellen Page played Ariante. Don't know how they pronounce that name. Why couldn't you have just said Ellen? <laughs> yeah. um, who's your favorite of the cast overall? I actually might give it to um, Leo. No, Marion Cotillard. Yeah, she played Maul. Right on. I think for me it's Tom, uh, not Tom Hardy, sorry. Leo, not DiCaprio. As much as I like Tom Hardy, Leo's still the star of the movie and really pulls it off. Um, real quick, we'll go back to The Prestige. Who was your favorite cast member in that? I think I would give it to Hugh Jackman. Good call. I am. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I really wish he had more. Which I really other. Um, I really enjoy his other movie, that, um, that robot fighting one. Real Steel? It was actually very entertaining for, for what it was. Well, and I don't know. I know I had something here. You're gonna have to check me on it. What did you think about the soundtrack of Inception? Same thing as um. You are fucking with me. I don't know, dude. I just I I, I, Producer, I can tell. Let me back up. What did you notice the soundtrack in Inception? A little. There. It's, if anything, it's the most memorable one. It has the big old horns in the background where like where it gets really intense. It's all. Bah. I was gonna say it started the trend of the the big horns for trailers. Yeah. So did it? Yeah. Because hmm. before before Inception, I've never heard those like those like, okay. uh, overbearing black. Uh, you know. I don't think I noticed them this time either. That's unbelievable. I'm sorry. Dude. This is legit in my top three soundtracks of any movie ever. Inception is up there with like Interstellar, Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, like some of the best soundtracks ever. You got to remember that. Uh, you're talking to the guy that hated musicals on our musical. Um... Musicals and soundtracks are completely different. Are they really though? What is the Dark Knight theme? I can only I only remember the one from. Uh... How about right, no no no, the... no wait, wait. I only remember the one from uh, Dark uh, Knight Rises. Okay, what about what's the theme of Jurassic Park? Uh huh. That's how important a good soundtrack is. That's not a musical. You hear that whistle, you know you're in Jurassic Park. That's the difference. I know. Yeah. I, I understand your Soundtrack's frustration. Soundtrack's amazing in Inception, and if anybody has a question, it at me. I'm so hot right we now. We should have a poll and then just and just have the Inception um, soundtrack? soundtrack and just go ask people and see how many get it right. Because yeah, we you should just put... watched it and you know that I'm gonna bring up soundtracks and you still didn't bring it up. 
Yeah, but they're not important. I want to be true about it. They're a little important. And if I don't care about it, I should be able to speak of you know. You're going to have to care about it for the second round. Yeah, second round we're installing a voting for every category. So every time you, you choose one movie or another, it's going to start to add up. And if you're not paying attention to soundtracks, you might cost your movie to, le- to lose. To, okay. Wow. Sounds like you guys really thought this one through to fuck no, me I... over. <laughs> <laughs> fuck <laughs> me over. No. All right. Uh, so it won a couple Academy Awards, actually four. Best Cinematography. Do you think it deserved the win for Best Cinematography? And in, in fairness, I don't know what it was up against in 2010. But in my opinion, this is one of the best shot movies in Christopher Nolan's repertoire, there doesn't seem like a lot of parts where you have no idea where they are. It very quickly gets explained. Um, I remember asking our producer before the Oscars last year, what does cinematography mean? Because that category is always like one of the most highly attracted categories. And I don't even know what the word means. <laughs> I just know that it's an award that everybody wants. The best way it's explained to me is like why the shots were chosen in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And not so much into the editing side, which doesn't really make much sense to me, but it won for video, visual effects, too. So, uh, for cinematography, it went against Black Swan, The King's Speech, The Social Network, and True Grit. It, oh, Social Network has a great... I don't... Like I said, I don't know what cinematography necessarily means, but I think the shots and the, and the story of Social Network is very, very good. I would compare those... I would say that Social Network might even be better. When it comes to cinematography, the inception is. I. If we're if we're really talking about that, I the only great um, shot from Social Network is and I, you're gonna have to tell me his name, but the best friend that gives him all the money. Andy Circus. Andy Circus has that. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. Was, I, um, I I just went and Andrew Garfield. I took a leap of faith with what you said, That's and funny. you fucking. You screwed I, me I, over. I led you straight to Gollum. God damn it. <laughs> My face. Anyways, <laughs> when he's really pissed and he walks to give him shit. Right. And you know exactly what I'm you saying? Know, hits him? Probably, but that he's, whole... No, like, he, he throws the laptop on the desk. Yeah, I think that's what he does. Yeah. But basically, like, that shot for, like, underneath, like, yeah. it was so well done that yeah. that's the only one I can really think about. Social Network's amazing. Moving it's on. It's a good movie. Um... So we didn't notice that. What about best best visual effects? I think it has to win for that. Yeah. I don't even like mm-hmm. with the other movies that were up. True Grit doesn't touch it. I mean, I don't know what else it was up against. Best ten though, probably Star Trek. Probably uh, like maybe visual effects was uh, it was going against Alice in Wonderland. That Harry, was good. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows wow. Part One. That was good too. Hereafter and Iron Man Two. Ooh, Iron Man Two hate. Iron Man 2 had good visual effects. You know that. I didn't love Iron Man 2, but that movie, like, it looks cool. Yeah, it, it did look cool. But, yeah, but you can't really... But, like, the dream I mean, sequences were pretty... Yeah, awesome. and it's all CGI. That's not what cinematography... Or, this one's visual, visual effects. Visual effects? Oh, okay. So this is that's all... What like, I mean. that's, that's, yeah, yeah, okay. That's digitally done. Yeah. I think because of how cool and how well the slow-mo was used, I would say visual effects should win for Inception, but I'd say Iron Man 2 isn't wrong... Alice in Wonderland was cool, but it wasn't it wasn't the best. It's, there was it definitely was, some break. The the whole movie was on a green screen. Give so. it give it this. In Inception, you semi believe everything you're seeing. Don't forget about the hallway scene. 
Yeah, I'm thinking about that too. Yeah. But that's what I mean. You you believe that that's a real space. You don't you don't think of that as all green screen the way that you do Alice in Wonderland. So yeah, I guess Inception wins that one too for me. Uh, sound mixing and sound editing, those are two separate awards, but because you hate sound, um, <laughs> they definitely deserve to win. I don't even care what it was up against. You're going to rate the soundtrack in Inception. Where are you at? 8.5. Eh, no, it's too, too generous. That is too generous. You just said you didn't even like it. Yeah, no, I thought about it. Eh. Well, you're on A to B anyway, so try again. I'm actually going to give it a 6.8. I was trying to, I was trying to, and then I was like, no, I really, really... 9.5 for me. Sorry, we just did numbers again. Oh, well. And then overall score, not score music, score for the movie. What do you got? I'm sorry, you didn't get to do your soundtrack yet. Where are you at on soundtrack? A to B. I would give it a... A minus. A to B. What? A, a minus? A to B, apparently. A to F scoring system. I'm sorry. I'm being confusing. Still A, a, a minus. minus. You got it, boss. He's <laughs> average. Super smart. And then, who's our winner, Francisco? If you had to vote for the movie and any closing thoughts for your I movie. Would, I would say Inception. Any for reasoning? Sure. Had a little more action-packed move, um, shots, like... Um, that taxi scene mm-hmm. and that snow scene. There was a little more shots, a little more, you know, action. Okay. Um, which helped me get through a couple of the long um, scenes. You know, there was something to look up with, where which it was just a bunch of shooting, a bunch of nonsense, but a little bit of action that I like. Yeah. Um, to where um, the prestige, it was just kind of a, a story and you know reading each other's diaries. So what was that, your favorite part about prestige? has to be the twist you know like yeah i mean i, I yeah it's it was just so or the or the lead to the twist on the second time watching the movie like how excited you are that there's a twist coming and like c- connecting the dots you missed the first time yeah especially trying to catch um um uh, i always forget his name the, the the twin the one that they don't know he's alive um fallon fallon because sometimes you catch him in, in a couple of the, of the scenes like sometimes he's in the far far right. uh, row or something like that and I like looking for him just to know, like, oh, he was actually there the whole time, mm-hmm. seeing everything. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, but. that's cool. Um, for me, it's also Inception as the winner. Um, I would say going into the match, Inception would have been one of my favorites to make it to the next round. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was excited to match it up against Prestige, though, because I like, you know, Christopher Nolan directing, so I feel like it's a good on and off switch for those two movies. Um, best reasoning for Inception is just one of the best stories um, and one of the best rides that I've ever been on in a movie. Yeah. It just, it's, you don't have to overthink it, you don't have to underthink it, you just get to watch it and, and enjoy the show. I mean, last week when I found out um, the matchup, I'm like, dude, this is going to be so close, but I saw the prestige first and I was like, dude, this is great, but as soon as I started watching Inception, I'm like... This movie has to it's win. It's just better, yeah. Yeah, it's... It's as simple as that, and it's really and it, weird. And it's Hugh Jackman, and it's Christian Bale, yeah. and it's... Their acting is better than anything in Inception, I would say. Yeah, but their story's too, just, you know... But like I said, it's a very... At least it's a closed story at the end. It, there's no ambiguity to it. Whereas Inception, right. at the end, there's the spin, and you don't know right. if it's going to fall or if it's not. It just makes it a little bit more interesting, which forces you to watch it that second and third time, mm-hmm. versus The Prestige, where, like, I'll watch it again. I love The Prestige. But to rewatch 
Inception, you're really still trying to catch things that mm-hmm. really matter if, if you're believing in the scenario where it might not be a dream when he's done. Yeah. I don't. I never bought that. I always been, have been in the impression that the top falls, but there's some people I don't, who do a lot of research into it. I don't know, dude. Because like watching this movie, I, actually this last time I've not, I've never thought about this, but but this time, and it's what about if she was right all the time? Right. What you know? Like That's the question. That people I, I know, but I've never thought about it myself until you this want some time. more evidence. Why do all of his friends only have one name? They don't have a last name. Fuck. If you're naming people in a dream, you don't know their full name. There's, there's a lot that goes into the thought. You're, the only uh, thing that... You just got incepted. Yeah, no, you're, you're too woke for me, Rich. That's, all right, that's, that's fine. Well, technically, it, never mind. No, you get it? Because they're all sleeping. sleeping if you're woke. Yeah. That's, that was another, yeah. Oh, You should have said it, Jose. God damn it. We Oop. got... Yeah, dude, Jose, shut the fuck up, dude. We <laughs> got the next matchup for episode 16, halfway through the first round of the bracket. It is the Judd Apatow rom-com episode. Knocked Up versus Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Nice. I'm excited. I love those movies. Yeah, we need a little more comedy. It's been yeah, we've been it's been a roller coaster of we've been in some uh, dreary days since the, Thor, since the Thor episode. I think it's all been depressive. Yeah. We had Gone Baby Gone and Gone Girl. We had these. What two a movies. week for that one, actually. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, we had the depressed episode for episode ten. Man, Man on Fire. Versus Man on Fire versus Logan. The, the depression continues. Goodwill Hunting versus. Yeah, that was the depressed episode number ten. Yeah. Um. What else did we watch in between? Was there any comedies? No. We have, uh, I think this is our first comedy that we're doing. Well, actually, well, the... Well, there was Thor that was funny, though. Um, no, 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 no. The musical was kind of... La La Land was in between. Was there you funny. go. But even those are depressing. Yeah. Producers... I mean, not producers, but La La Land has kind of a slow ending. Yeah, no, La La Land does have a, a, a bad ending. Well, fuck you. Bad. Not a bad ending, sadder but like ending. A, a, a sadder ending. Yes, I like it, though. If it was a happy ending, I would have hated that movie. Because then you get the gay little walk away at the end, like, fuck you. So, uh, yeah, episode 10 was the Forrest Gump versus Goodwill. There you go. Uh, episode 11 was Iron Man versus The Dark Knight. Then we had La La Land versus Producers and Man on Fire versus Logan. And then Gone Baby Gone versus Gone oh, Girl. Oh, God. In fairness, I think The Dark Knight episode might have been our worst in there. I didn't like that episode. I agree. I didn't like it either. I feel like you didn't I, like it? No. I didn't like that episode. Like, I remember leaving thinking, like, oh, yeah, we nailed it. But I no. realized on the listen back where a couple times I was like, we didn't even talk about those movies. No, if I'm being honest, like... I don't, yeah, no, that, that, that was like, this episode was pretty bad. Well, leave us some comments if you think we're forgetting anything or anything we're missing out on to bring up. I like to bring up the cast because that's one of the most memorable things for everybody. Soundtrack for some people means a lot more than others. I'm just going to continue to say that. Um, it's true. All right. Let's talk it out. Let's, Let's talk it out, guys. How was your week? Good. Yeah, it, it was... You know, nothing, nothing really interesting happened. I did start watching One Punch Man, this anime, and it was really good. I have actually been holding it off just because I thought I thought it wasn't that good. Um, and and it was that good. And it's it's totally that good. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, if anybody's looking for something anime style, yeah, it it's is. a big like satirical take on anime. It's like super ridiculous. It's different, and I and I and I like that. Yeah. Um, so. I'm not a big fan of anime, but like this show. Kind of gave me a little bit of hope to start watching. Uh huh. Me too. Yeah. I like. I really want to invest into more shows, especially because this is one that I saw it completely in. Is it Japanese? Or yeah. Or is it? I don't know. Okay. It's Japanese. So completely in Japanese with subtitles, and 
I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's a right good on. show. If you ever are bored and you like like Dragon Ball Z style and, and Naruto stu- stuff like that, you would probably enjoy it. You go it. hard for Naruto. I do. I do enjoy Naruto a lot. I really enjoy Naruto a lot. It's really? Cool. Yeah. It's I've really never watched fun. one second of it. Uh, I mean, when he's older, it's, it's a little better. It's, it does start low, but it's... Well, it's like anything. Once you love the cast, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what the, yeah. what's going on. Um, did you guys see the the trailer for Star Wars Resistance, their new TV show? No. No? Dude, I know you were really hyped on the... I was excited to hear about it. The show looks like a bad anime, and I don't watch anime, so I'm not excited for the show at all. It has the Star Wars storyline right after episode, or right before Episode 7. So it's about Poe training like other pilots. Oh, yeah. Dude, it looks like it's for fucking six-year-olds. My my nine year old watched the trailer and he's like, eh, like he doesn't like a, even care. Well, it is he's Disney. Not, it so. looks like a like a Disney Junior. I know. Yeah. It looks so shit. Yeah. And it's like I'm not one of those the fans who are trying to say it has to go super dark, but you also can't go the reverse where it's fucking Mickey Mouse Playhouse. It's pretty infuriating to watch. It's it's what they're shooting for. It's Disney taking over the world. They're just. I really just okay. being a dead horse at this. Let's point. let's. Let's have this. Let's talk it out. Yeah, that's why I was letting it go. Who do you think it's really gonna? If there, there's a company out there that's gonna rule the world one day, and I've been thinking about this a lot recently. Amazon. Is it Amazon? Okay, let's think about it. Is it Amazon, Apple, or Disney? You know what? It's Amazon, and I'm not even questioning it because Apple's already losing subscribers for getting away with their bullshit for so long. Disney's not really offending anybody like that, but they're not in control of sales the way that Amazon is. Amazon runs financials. Yeah. Everybody's on Amazon Prime. Who do you know that doesn't have Amazon Prime? I don't have Amazon Prime. I I canceled mine. But I did buy like six things today off of Amazon, so. I'm not saying... I feel like that still counts. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't help my argument, but let's just say it's one and a half to one and a half in the room of Amazon subscribers. Everybody uses Amazon to buy stuff online. Yep. Everybody. By and large. Nobody used, not nobody, but I would say only 60% of uh, smartphone users have an iPhone. Everybody I know buys off of Amazon. Mm-hmm. Nobody uses eBay anymore. Now, fuck eBay. You can't trust eBay. PayPal and doing all those extra steps? Yeah. It's it's not worth it. And then it's a whole new email just for your PayPal? Eat dicks. Fuck that. Eat dicks at eBay. And the, yeah, no. It's, no it's, it's, it's retarded. Yeah, so Amazon if, if is you're, if you're, the only... If you're, um, using eBay still, please, please unsubscribe. Even if you're the only subscriber, fuck off. I tried to use eBay and it's... it literally tried to make me use PayPal. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't remember what I my just want to pay with my credit card. Yeah. I was like, can I what? just pay now? Yeah. Like, what Why do problem? I have to do something else? And it's probably because they have some sort of deal with PayPal. That they're like, oh, people are going to love this. Everybody's going to get PayPal if we do this. And, and it's just pushing us to Amazon. Because it's like, oh, easily? One click? Mm-hmm. Cool, thanks. Oh, you remember my credit card information and my DNA? That's cool. <laughs> thanks for the paperweight I didn't need anyway. But thanks a lot, Amazon. <laughs> thanks for making this process so easy. It's scary. Have you ever got something off of Amazon, forgot, and it shows up the next day? Probably one of the greatest feelings ever. It's the best. Like, it's oh like my finding, God, I ordered something for myself. It's like finding money in your pocket. That you paid for it. I guess it's the same money one way or another. Yeah. You just can't trade in your Amazon money. Well, you can't. The other day I got a book off of Amazon that I pre-ordered months ago. Let me guess. Is this a Star Wars book? You bet your sweet ass it is. It shows up on my desk 
at my at my door. I'm like, oh, I ordered something for myself. I rip it open, and it's, it's one of my books. Literally, I ordered it in May. And I was like, oh, thanks, just thanks, Past Rich, because the movie was on like a uh, release date. Thanks, Past Rich. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I look cause, like literally my my saying is that I'll I'll, I'll leave it to future Francisco. Yeah. So I love right. that. It's dope. So yeah. Future has got this, guys. Yeah. Episode 16 is going to be great. This is bad. No, this is great. Um, it's the producer's problem. He doesn't have a future producer. You want to talk about it? <laughs> Let's talk it out. You guys want an update on Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. Let's talk about it's it. It's been halted. I... It had a 2020 uh, release date. Fuck. But they halted the movie entirely. So it might Has not James even come gone? out. James Gunn? Huh? How James much do you guys want to bet they bring him back in 2021 when everybody forgets about this shit? Most likely. Bet. You think so? I bet you right now in bracket history. It says, he comes back, the movie comes out in 2021, and it's already in everybody's rear view because Trump got reelected and nobody cares about what James Gunn tweeted about. Okay. What are we going to bet? You get a winner, gets to bring back a movie that's been eliminated. I like this. Ooh. Okay. Okay. And loser? Gets, gets their favorite movie taken out. No, no that's too extreme. That's, Get, that's too extreme. Gets replaced. Ouch. <laughs> Jesus. Well. <laughs> loser has he to... He always think doesn't like the one of us. Loser has to supply food for that episode. Okay. That's easy. It's going down. Let's let's check on it. It's going down for rare. Cool. That's you got, the wrap, right? You heard it, guys. Yeah. And remind us in two years... What's really gonna happen? Right when there's zero movies left in the bracket, <laughs> we're fucking idiots. We just planned for a bet in like a year and a half that might pay off. Hopefully, one somebody remembers this. There has to be an expiration date too. We just realized there's no expiration date if James Gunn and, and Guardians of the Galaxy three doesn't come out. It could come out in 2050, and I could still no. Well, bet. if it doesn't come out, no. If you if oh, yeah, it doesn't come out, right. you still lose. And if they came out with the if if they come out with the movie and he's not there, still you still lose. lose. It has to but, be out by 2021. And yeah, and he has to, yeah. All right. Well, we might still be doing at least episodes of the podcast, but it might not be bracket at that point because that's going to be two years out. Minimum. Let, let's, let's just hope the announcement comes out soon. No, no, no. Let's <laughs> let future us for about future that. Future Rich has got this under control, guy. He's going to handle this bit. <laughs> We're going to be on our bracket about TV shows at that point. Yeah, and I'm, you're just going to bring food, and yep. you know, I'm just going to bring back but um, Black I, Panther. And it's going to be great. You said Deadpool should have won. <laughs> this is like me being mad that I didn't say Man of Steel should have won. I'm like, this, I can't believe 300 won. It's the only Who'd movie. You for? It's 300. The, it's the only movie I thought about at the top of my head to make this point. That's all it was. Yeah, I'm just I think saying. I think 300 and Man of Steel is an episode that I that I regret the the decision. La La Land shouldn't have lost to the uh, producers, and I think that's it from for big losses from everything else we've been in agreement on. You're still mad about Interstellar beating Back to the Future, which is fair, because when I did that Facebook thing, Back to the Future is in my top ten, as well as Inception. Nice. Great. Cool. <laughs> All right. What else do we want to talk about this week? Producer? All right. Do you know you know a, a little bit about boxing? And like Just they... a touch, but if you're going to bring up that Logan Paul bullshit, I don't know shit about it. Yeah, I okay. figured he wasn't. So I'll just tell you what happened. So it was a pretty... I mean, it's... These two guys that don't know how to fight, we just had to learn within like this next few months. Right. Well, the thing is, is that one of them did want to go pro boxing. That's why it's kind don't of. Don't we all kind of want to go yeah. pro boxing? Yeah. Four years well, old. not really. No. Four years old, nice. But. Um, 
Well, I mean, when you're still in that mindset at 20, I mean... No, I, I saw... What, I, I got the joke. When you said <laughs> where you're, I know what you were talking about is his mentality, his mindset. But... But point sure. is, when I was watching, it seemed like Logan was winning. But when they did the, the vote count at the very end, they said 57, 57, then 57, 58. With, it has to be with K- KSI getting that fifty-eight, right? Wow! But it has to be more than a more than a bigger decision than that. I'm sorry. It has to be like three out of four votes have to go up. Really? Okay. Because they at the when they said those a, they said I'm, it was a draw. Granted, this which, is probably some sort of sham voting system. But keep it real. Even in the Olympics, they take away your highest score and your lowest score of every grade. So when you see the Olympic scores go up there, it's like Germany gives you a nine point one. U.S. gives you a 9.1, and at the end, it's like somebody gave you a 9.5 and somebody gave you an 8.7, and they removed those two scores, so it's a 9.1. You know what I mean? So that's the same way that boxing normally would do it. They would keep it so it has to be a unanimous decision. Yeah. Well, it has to be done that way if this guy's trying to go pro. You can't just have some other rules. Yeah, but this is some shit show YouTube thing. Like, who cares? Yeah, but you could definitely tell that it was just like... Because once, once it was like they said, it's a draw... They both looked at each other. They were like, I guess we have to do a rematch. Which, to me, is like, oh, I can't wait to miss that. <laughs> so, and they were, because, like, so before, before. No, it just means, like, they're just trying to have this. They're just making this, money. Yeah, it's just money-driven now, where it's like. It wasn't before? Uh, well, I it's it's one of those things where you didn't it want felt, it to it think. It felt more genuine. It felt more genuine. Now it's just, like, it's kind of like what that fight with um, Mayweather. Yeah, the Mayweather-McGregor fight. Which it was like, you wanted it to be something. Well, but was, at the though. end, he still got knocked it, out. It was, but, like, at the end, it was like, okay, these two just got paid, and they fucking know it. And you really didn't get into that mindset, which they already had. But if you watch a lot of sports like that, a lot of the boxers hug at the end and shit like that because they know that they just went through a war together. It's, it, I mean, yeah, deep in your soul, you know that they just got paid, but a lot of the time, they're both like, dude, we made it. Like, that's that's their only payday they're ever going to get. I don't know. The, the way I see it, for, for at least for these two, with um, with KSI and Logan Paul, like, What's I a just, joke between those guys? It is a joke, but now it just pisses me off it's if, like, if, if it did go the way he'll like say. you and your other rich friend want to fight on TV and get paid for it. It's like, yeah, it's super easy to pull off. Good for you guys. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your fucking payday, because you got a lot of 12-year-olds. Yeah, because they were saying uh, throughout the entire press thing that they were doing that it, they, it seemed really fake, like they were just doing an act in yeah. order to rile everybody up. And then at, at the, like when it came closer, it looked like it was like they were actually like fighting, like being assholes way. or whatever yeah. to each other. And then once that fight was over, it was like, hey, let's do another rematch. Like, yeah, people well, want it, and it was like, oh, okay. the UFC does that shit all the time though. They get super sloppy lately. Like this week's fights were pretty good. But there's a couple of guys who are just purely hype men that are getting title shots. That literally, they go onto the, the stage after their fights, and they'll just call out everybody. Mm-hmm. This guy who won this weekend, Mickey Gall, he, every fight he's won, he's done it in decisive fashion. So, like, he's a little he's a little beast for his age. I think he's only, like, 22. Mm-hmm. But he's a complete monster, and every time he wins, he calls out somebody who's, like, way bigger than his name. So he gets that notoriety. But it's making him climb up the charts fast. It's the same logic that these dudes are having in this fake boxing match. If we can hype this up enough, mm-hmm. more people will buy because they'll think it's real. And you get more sponsorships, and yeah. it's just, it's, it's all that. Uh, yeah, the whole the whole thing just seemed very disrespectful to, to actual boxing. No, you know, like I bet. Actual, yeah, yeah. boxing is such a sham now. It's so fixed. Like, even, like, I'm not a big boxing fan, but even that Triple G and Canelo fight, everybody was upset about that because they could tell... Canelo didn't deserve that. Right. Didn't deserve that decision. 
Like, it's, it's super rigged. I mean, unless you get real genuine people out there trying to win, it, I mean, they know that they're safe at the end. Yeah. Everybody's getting paid. Yeah. That's why I love football season, because only the rest get paid for bullshit helmet penalties. Have you guys seen this shit? Producer, have you watched any of the preseason? This helmet nonsense is you unreal. Talk about it? I want to talk about it. These safeties are playing in the back of the field, being the only like defense for the fucking touchdown. And these wide receivers are coming crossing over the middle. Guys like Rodney Harrison back in the day, he used to play for the Chargers here. He used to play for the Patriots. This dude used to be a headhunter. And now he's on NBC at night talking like, I understand why they made this rule now, guys. We, we can't be leading with our heads on defense. It's just so unsafe. It's like, bitch, you used to run your head into every fucking wide receiver in the league. What are you talking about? You made a whole career off of that. Like, everybody in San Diego had a Rodney Harrison 37 jersey on because he was a fucking psycho on the field. And now he's sitting here in a suit like, no, man, we really got to size up with the NFL and this is the right way to go. Mm. Fuck you. Give me a break. Sports. Yeah, sorry. You think this is going to maybe up the antics and other stuff that they're trying, you know? NFL's you think turning this... it, how about this? NFL's turning into Disney. That's what I'm, that's what I'm asking. Like, do you think that's where it's going to go to where one day it's just going to be not as, as raw as a, of a sport? It's not good anymore to watch. Really, is that that's that's I don't I don't watch sports and especially not football, but like I'm like you know I can I can see it and you know be entertained. <laughs> it's kind of like Jurassic World. I'm you want to watch it because you want to think it to be fun, mm-hmm. but it's just not as fun as it, you want it to be. I'm going to kneel every time I go to Disneyland now. You're gonna what? Never mind. You're gonna yell? It was a bad joke. Well. I said Neil because you guys said that. Oh, and I was turning it to Disneyland. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, I'm bringing. Up. Disney's also gonna have a chunk of, of, of the of the world. So who cares? I'll be dead by then anyway. What am I gonna do about it? Complain. <laughs> Complain about all the shitty Star Wars movies they keep making. Shitty? What shitty Star Wars movies have they made? They've made movies that you don't agree with. They're not shitty. They're fine movies. I'm sorry I brought this up again. <laughs> oh God. I'm, I mean. You're just you're no. Not, what I'm saying, not I'm not saying realistic. right now. No, what I'm okay. I'm not saying that the Star Wars movie they've already made are shitty. What I'm saying is that if they go, keep going this track in 20 years, some of the movies might be shitty. If Disney keeps 20 years, that's them. a big window. Yeah, everybody makes shitty movies in 20 years. Spielberg's made like 10 of them this last like decade, and they shouldn't be forgotten. No, but and they should. They be should mentioned. also be forgiven. We don't judge Steven Spielberg's newest movie, Ready Player One, because he made a shitty movie five years ago with Leo. But that was a shitty movie. But everybody loved Ready Player One except for the book readers. Yeah. It's a great book, though. I think that's that's the thing with a lot of book-to-movie comparisons. We've had this conversation so many times. Have we? Yes, we, we probably did. have. Yeah. Me, yeah. me and the producer really were excited about the movie because the book was so good. And I read the book in a week. Like, I was so pumped. So, the movie, like, it is good for what it is, but it's just not how good it doesn't have the connection the book does cool well we'll be releasing the bracket this week i know we're late in the podcast maybe we want to insert this to the front but we're releasing the bracket this week so everybody can start filling out their brackets by next saturday and start sending them in we'll see who the real favorites are going down the line and see if we can pull any upsets because you know we like to fuck shit up (laughs) so next week we got knocked up versus forgetting sarah marshall make sure you watch up on those I'm very interested when the drunk episode is coming. 
we have a, an episode where we're going to take shots for every time something happens, which you haven't decided yet, for the hangover and super bad episode. But that'll all be part of the, the bracket that's released. This week. I'm Rich. Follow me at Flippies All Day or at Bracket Podcast. And I'm Francisco. Follow me at Just Cisco on Twitter. And that's the producer. It Follows was a good movie. Why do you have to do that? <laughs> Thank you. We'll see you next week. <laughs>